Hey everybody, Chris here. Today's episode is a bonus episode from our Patreon feed, um, which goes out to everyone on Patreon as well as our Apple Plus subscribers. And you'll soon be able to get on Spotify as well if you connect your Patreon account. Anyway, this is a new series called Conflicted in which Nate and I sort of ambush each other with a topic that we're a little bit conflicted on. And then we discuss and debate uh, the pros and cons of this specific topic. And this one is on knee barring on boulders. And you'll learn more about what I mean by that in the episode. But I'm putting it here because... When I posted this topic on Instagram, people freaked out. Apparently, any mention of maybe not knee barring, even though there's a knee bar, or any mention of wearing knee pads freaks people the fuck out. Who knew? Anyway, this is not about ethics. This is about performing better, improving, becoming better climbers. Nate and I have already recorded several of these conflicted episodes. The patrons have already gotten a couple uh, discussing the pros and cons of using LED boards as well as the idea of good form. And we've got more coming. So if you enjoy this episode, definitely go check us out at patreon.com slash power company podcast. All right, let's get into it. Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 power, power, this time. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And this is Nate Drolet. And this is another episode of Conflicted. What are we conflicted on today, Nate? Um, I am conflicted about using knee bars on boulders. Like in an Alex Magos type of conflicted? Like, uh, not re- no, no. Like your ascent does not count. No, because that, uh, I mean... I guess partially because I'm very conflicted. It It's mostly about preparation. So oftentimes I use bouldering for preparation, whether that's to become a better sport climber or to become a better boulderer. Um, mm. So I was talking with a friend. We're blurring the performance and training lines there. It, it, yes. I boulder to become a better boulderer. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> like I'm not here to perform. I'm here to be able to perform better next year, but next year I'll still be trying to perform better the year after. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, okay. So I was having a conversation with a friend slash someone who trusts me to keep them honest. And he was like, man, I'm, he was like, I think I'm having a really good year. Like I'm going to, he was like, uh, I think my trainings, or he wasn't even talking about training. He was like, everything's going well. Like I've just been climbing outside a ton and I keep sending hard. Like I've done, like 10 double digit boulders in this last like six months. And uh, I think my, you know, so, I mean, that's the most I've done ever in that amount of time. So I'm really powerful. I don't even know if I need to train power before, you know, this next season, cause things are going so well. And I, who have seen his Instagram was like, 
how many of those boulders did you not knee bar on? And he paused and he was like, oh, and you had to count in his head. He's like one. And I was like, man, I was like, you might want to train a little power. Like, (laughs) and that's just it. It's like, okay, I like, this is why I'm conflicted. One, I think it's silly. Like if a technique is there, like if there's a good heel hook, heel hook, if there's a knee bar, knee bar, like, you know, whatever, do the thing. But if I'm looking at it as preparation, which was how he was looking at these, like these were good sense for him, but also for him, he was trying to look at the bigger picture of I, he, you know, he has goals of, he wants to climb mm-hmm. harder later in the year, later next year. And he was looking at this as preparation and I'm conflicted because on one hand, yeah, use all the tools. There's no such thing as a fair fight, but on the other hand, I don't know how, like for me personally, it's hard for me to be say like, I'm going to take full points for these climbs in my head of like, these are worth this many practice points, not like V points. I take them all. Um, right, right. But how valuable is this as a preparation tool? If I'm knee barring through a lot of the moves, like a lot of power moves. It's like if, if he were training for a trip to rifle, Keep knee barring. Yeah. If you're, if you're training for, you know, a, a trip to wild iris, stop knee barring. Yeah. Good luck. If you want to get stronger in moving without knee bars, don't knee bar. Yeah. But if you just want to climb the harder grade, try to find all the fucking knee bars you can find. Mm-hmm. But then be honest, was it still a harder grade? Or did I just find a way to reduce the difficulty of this thing? Um, I get it. It's a it's a conflict in my heart as well. Yeah, like, and I. So here's the thing: I love knee barring. I've done a lot of it. I think Same. I'm I think I'm moderately decent at it, um, and I think it's a skill more than most people appreciate. A lot of people I, think absolutely like. People think you just drop your knee in and that's the knee bar. And if it doesn't work, it's your shin dex is wrong. I, yeah, but if you've ever watched a knee bar wizard, it's a skill. Yeah. Like their knee bar wizards rarely use the phrase shin dex. Like <laughs> that is, I don't know. That's the verbiage of the unpracticed. <clears throat> <laughs> the verbiage of the unpracticed. I like that. It, yeah. So knee barring is a skill and there's a ton to it. So I think it's underappreciated. A lot of people see Wait, it. Wait, we never set our sides. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you against or for? Where, where are you standing God, today? I'm, <laughs> I'm against, I guess. <sighs> I don't like being against it. Um, all the sides. <laughs> I am... I'm for it. Okay. I like that. I like that for you. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, So why, wait, why are you for it? I am for it because I think knee bars are showing up more and more often in more and more places. And it's such a valuable skill to learn that people have not given enough credit Hmm. that I think the learning how to knee bar better outweighs 
the you might not get a training benefit from this because in most places you're going to end up I think knee bars are are the new beta. Hmm. Like knee bars, toe hooks above your head, these new techniques that people are using are just going to get found more and more and it's totally fucking up our grading system. Mm-hmm. You know, not that it was ever a good grading system to begin with, but it's totally flipped it on its head. And I think we're going to have to go back and just be okay with changing a lot of the grades to reflect all these better methods. And then if you're the person who climbed on the boulders with the knee bars, you're set and ready to go. That's my optimistic view. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I rarely have an optimistic view to share, (laughs) but that's my optimistic view today. And I, I, I can see where you're coming from with this. Like, totally. Like, that's just it. I hear this. I'm like, yeah, this, this makes sense. Um, I, my pessimistic view comes kind of from, comes from the same idea that I'll work with clients now and then who, let's say, are fairly mobile and have really strong legs and they can heel hook through anything. Yeah. 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 And you work with them and it's like, and man, they can find a heel hook on literally anything and nothing. It's crazy. But at a certain point it's like, okay, you have climbed V11 that you can just crush with your legs. Amazing. But if we take your heels away, you struggle on V7. Mm -hmm. Like this is a gap. And I think knee barring is a more insidious version of this. (laughs) Insidious. I like it. Knee barring is insidious. You, I don't know. I think it's just, you convince yourself more like, because a heel hook, everyone else is doing it like the same way, but you are heel hooking more often is what I'll see. Like these are people who can heel hook on tiny crimps, but with a knee bar, it's like, Oh, well, you know, the knee bar is the new method and that's how everyone does it. And everyone still calls it this grade. And so, you know, yeah, it's still hard. And V10 is hard. Therefore, like I look at, you know, V10 is hard. Therefore I am strong. Boom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know it. I just like for myself and I like, like I said, I like knee barring. I actually really enjoy it. Like I enjoy it on sport climbing, especially for me, a, a perfect sport climb is hard boulders where I get to like knee bar clip, shake each hand and then go do another hard boulder. Like I don't want to have yeah. to knee bar through the boulders. Like supercharger is a wonderful example. It's just steep mm-hmm. climbing, fun power climbing with a knee bar at every bolt that you get to like shake on, power up for the next boulder. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so your your favorite sport climbs are boulders, basically. Yes, boulders separated by knee bars, but no knee barring for the boulders. You essentially just get to walk to the next boulder and climb it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> don't even have to drag my pad. I like it. I like it. Um, and I like knee bar boulders. They're fun. I think it's a unique style of movement, but I definitely classify them different. Like, and maybe this is just because I've done enough and I feel confident with knee barring. And when I do a hard knee bar boulder, like it feels more like a circus trick. To me, it feels more like a run and jump boulder in the gym mm. than if I climb like a true power problem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get the the conflictedness. I don't know if that's a word here. Because I'm like, 
as I'm getting older, you know, I'll be 49 this year. I'm like, I don't want to fall into the like the wall crawler camp. I was about to say, start moving to Maple. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm going to Maple this summer. So, <laughs> oh man, and you are getting old. <laughs> Test, testing it out. Um, I don't want to fall into the wall crawler camp of every hard thing I do revolves around knee bars. And ideally, it's a route where no one has exploited the insidiousness of the knee bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can be the first so that it can look like I did this 14A, even though I just turned it into a 13A. Nice. <clears throat> I don't want to fall into that trap. So I've spent a lot of time not using knee bars because I want to be able to pull when pulling is required because I've seen enough of the like knee bar experts totally fail on things where they had to pull that were way below the grade that they supposedly climb. Yeah. And that has definitely colored my views on it Mm -hmm. at the same time though i do think knee barring is a skill and there are some people who can knee bar in ways that i cannot totally um yeah i and i like collecting them all yeah on all the skills you know i mean i think yeah knee barring is important it's a great skill you need to be able to knee bar um it's man just yesterday i was in the gym and there was what I would consider a very simple like knee bar boulder that had mm-hmm. like one of the harder tags on it. And I was like, oh, clearly if you know how to knee bar and there was a hard section up at the very top of this, but like down low, you just crawled through three back to back knee bars. And I was like, this honestly looks like it's V5 knee crawling if you know what you're doing. And there were a lot of strong climbers who were basically opting like they tried the knee bar twice like the knee bars twice and they just turned it into a compression problem. That was like V V9 pulling. I was like, okay, well knee barring would be much better for them. But right. Yeah. 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 To me, it's, it's so easy to think you're, I mean, it's that same thing. Like be like, Oh, okay. Like I'm going to go on this trip and I'm going to try and climb a bunch of hard boulders. And I think this sandbags people who have the ability to travel more because if you only live in one area or like if you'd never travel, you can only knee bar so much because there are mm-hmm. only so many problems unless it's Waco. Then apparently you can knee bar every day. Yeah. Everything has knee bars that have not yet been exploited. Yes. <laughs> but the more, I think this is actually a really funny trap maybe we should talk about this at some point of traveling. Um, Mm. One of the biggest pieces of advice that's given to people for how to get better at climbing is travel to new areas. Yep. But some people like the people who are really good, like you'll see people who it's like, Oh, they can just put up, you know, high numbers month after month who travel a ton. But then when you actually look at what they're doing, it's like, Oh, you just found the same iteration of boulders at every area. You know, let's say it's could be knee bar, could be steep crimping, whatever. And it's like, oh, you just did the Fontainebleau version of the thing you did in Rocklands, of the thing you did in Switzerland, of the thing you did in Colorado. Like you're doing the same climb essentially. You just keep finding it. Like they go and they just hunt out, you know, the very niche style that they are currently in good shape for, which if that's fun, do it. That's awesome. 
But I, for me, for my long-term view, you know, let's say you do six V11s that way. To me, I don't count those in the same way if they're if it's like, oh, I went and found, you know, six problems that I could just happen to knee bar crawl through on the cruxes. It's like, you know, looks good on paper. Scoreboard's looking great. Why why just boulders? Why not roots as well? Oh, because I haven't been sport climbing. I keep saying I'm going to get back to sport climbing, but I've been avoiding, <laughs> I've been dodging that bullet for seven years. So in sport climbing, you're like, yeah, if I, if I use a knee bar, that's 100% valid. I'm using that fucking knee bar. I need them. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a good question. When I was very serious about sport climbing, like the last time where I was like, ooh, this is what I do, was actually the first time I tried supercharger and I immediately abandoned it. Because there were too many, too many knee bars. And actually, you know, and I went to road AR and I had a really bad time. I mean, look, it's beautiful. It's fun. Most wonderful hangout ever. And I found plenty of things that I could just climb with my hands and my feet. But it was a lot of knee bar crawling. For yeah. me, I was like, this is not a style I enjoy. I don't want to go climb like 100 foot knee bar crawls. And then I went from there to Seuss and I was like, this is it. Like, I... I don't know if I knee barred once in say use and it was great. Like just climbing with my hands and feet. If I did knee bar, it was probably for a rest and I was psyched on it. Cause you know, it'd be like one on a route. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a, like I have in my, in, in my being a like picture of what climbing is and and that climber in the picture does not have on two knee pads <laughs> duct taped to their thighs. Yeah. You know, I, it's not that I want to invalidate that as climbing. It is. It's a subset. It's a specific type. It's a unique skill. Totally. I just want to be the person, like I said, who collects them all. I want all the skills. So I want to be pretty good at knee barring, but I don't want that to become my identity because at least then in my head, I no longer match the picture of what climbing looks like. Yes. And I mean, and that's one of the reasons I'm conflicted on this is like, I can easily be like, this is not what I want. But I also recognize that I have a similar mental model when I think of what hard climbing looks like. When I think of a hard sport climber, a hard boulder, I'm not wearing knee pads. But I also know that this is a stylistic thing. You know, it's no different than me saying I like hip hop and I don't like country music. Like th these are not facts that I get that like I leverage over th people. It's just an opinion. Like, and it's the same thing with when I'm like, ah, oh, I, to me, it doesn't feel like knee barring is a valid form of training. I have to recognize that some of that is my own opinion. It's my own style preference. Um, and some of it's fact, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. You know, like I mentioned before, I do feel like we're approaching a time when, you know, the newer boulders being put up, uh, Dave Graham just alluded to it in a post the other day where he's like, the, the knee bar skills and the climbing with my feet above my head skills that I've been cultivating all these years, you know, now he's applying them to these old projects that no one was ever able to get done. And so now there's no longer the well, the first ascensionist didn't use a knee pad and the first ascensionist didn't do that beta with your feet above your head, Yeah, you know, excuse, which I think is bullshit anyway. But 
that excuse is no longer going to exist on a lot of new age, modern climbs. So if you want to be the Alex Magos, who's like, well, the first ascensionist did it this way, but in a thick German accent, then you're going to have to know the history of all the climbs pretty soon because some first ascents are being done that way. You know, a lot of the modern boulders are being done that way. So it's going to be a valuable skill for you to have eventually. I have a client right now who's planning a trip to um, to Norway to climb in. Uh, why did I just blank on that? Flattinger. Area, the big cave, Flattinger. And, and I've told him, like, you don't, you don't spend much time knee barring, but you should bring some knee pads into the gym. Yeah. If you can stand how stupid you're going to look, strap the knee pads on and try to find knee bars in the gym. Absolutely. You know, on boulders, on sport climbs. Don't listen to what Nate says. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I've got him doing that right now. Even now I'm like, well, duh, he absolutely should. Like, does he know that the length of your elbow to your middle finger is roughly the mid length of your knee bar <laughs> right. range? Cause that's huge. <laughs> you find knee bars super fast. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I see that. I see that point. <laughs> um, you know, Magos is a good person to bring up on this. Cause I talked about heel hooking earlier. You know, he talked about how early on in his climbing, someone he trained with was like, oh, don't heel hook. It's bad for training. So he didn't heel hook for like 10 yeah. years, like yeah. ever. And now he's like, well, it turns out I'm terrible at heel hooking and it's a real weakness and it stops me from doing harder climbs. It's like, oh, yeah, that's it. I That's not what I want people to be like with knee barring. Or heel hooking or anything like I mean I remember that as well like I used to be terrible at heel hooks because of that same reason people would say oh don't heel hook in training it makes it too easy we need to make it harder it's like no yeah just do harder boulders to make them harder yeah. it's a skill like any other Chris Linder once told me that when he first put on a pair of aggressive climbing shoes he climbed one thing and immediately took them off and didn't wear them again for years because it was cheating. <laughs> Amazing. Like this this is cheating. This is basically a knee pad. You know, it's the analog to today's knee pads. Funny. And then, so, and here's the thing. Like, I hear that, and, like, I see people who train in flat, bad shoes. Object, like, yeah. shoes not designed this century. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm looking leather at leather sold. I'm looking at all you old shoes, moccasin wearers. Um, <laughs> like I get it. It was a big deal when it came out. It was the first asymmetrical shoe ever made, which is why it's called the mock asym. Literally get in the century. Yeah. I never paid attention to that. Um, I just always thought they were stupid. I saw a magazine from the nineties that <laughs> that was like what they were hyping up. They were like, it's asymmetrical. I was like, Whoa. That's sick. I've owned a pair of these. Like, yeah. But I see people wearing those and they're like, well, this makes training harder. I'm like, are you going to perform in flat shoes? Because you climb differently in them. Also, your feet cut a lot doing this. Is that how much you want your feet to cut normally? And it's like, that's bad training. Like, I just think that's objectively a terrible idea. And so I can also say, like, I don't know, don't avoid knee bars, but don't go chasing them. I don't know. Yeah. You're conflicted. I 100%. Like, and that's just it. Like if, if today 
I went out bouldering and I was like, Ooh, this is a great boulder. Oh, there's a knee knee bar here. I'm going to put a pad on and I'm going to use it. Yeah. I just don't know how I'm going to feel about it. And when here, here's another thing just to throw in the pot. When you've been working on a thing and you're finding it difficult and then you discover this knee scum that you're like, if I put a pad on, I could do this. You're going to put the pad on and you're going to do it. Yeah. But you're going to feel a way about it. Oh, I'm going to feel a way. <laughs> <laughs> and I have done this. There is a, there's a V11, I think it's called, that. I find the move really hard unless I put a knee pad on, crush the side of my leg into the wall, which isn't really a knee bar, you know? It's this, like, leg scum, but I put sticky rubber on my leg for it, and then I can do the move. It's still a very hard move. I don't know if it's V11 because I don't know what V11 is, but I do feel conflicted about it. Yeah. Yeah. If I were a bigger person, I would go back and do it without it, is how I feel. <laughs> is how I feel. Now, my but actions. But I'm also not going to judge anybody who doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I've had times where this has happened, where I'm like doing a bowler and I'm psyched and I'm like, oh, this is cool, like really powerful. I love, I love the way that I'm having to adapt to this climb. Maybe even I put in sessions. And then you find like a knee bar, like a heel toe cam, and you can just do it the boulder. And it's it's upsetting. And it's like, oh, I just like lost this. And yes, I could go do still the way I wanted to. And in very rare cases, have I? I have gone back and done that, but it's not, I don't know, it's not the same. But Here's the litmus test. Hmm. If you send a thing with a knee pad on, where that's not the the accepted beta. And then a photographer walks up and he's like, could you pose on that move down Ooh. there? This is going to look great on the cover of this magazine. Are you going to take the knee pad off? Fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get this. Uh, Matt Fultz did an FA here at Little Cottonwood, um, I think maybe two, three years ago. And he edited out the knee bar. In his video. Wow, really? He yeah. took it out of the video? Yeah, and it's funny because someone commented, they were like, why did you wear a knee pad? I didn't see you knee bar. He's like, oh, that was the first thing I did when I got this in my computer is I edited out the knee bar. Could I Could I also edit out the knee pad for my whole uncut footage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, that's, I mean, you, you're wearing a knee pad, but how hilarious. I mean, I think this may have been when, because he posted it to Instagram. I don't, he may have had it on YouTube. I'll have to check. But on Instagram, this might have been when it was like a one minute limit. So you had, mm. he had to make sure it was trimmed. But he was like, yeah, first thing I did was I trimmed out the knee pad or that's the knee amazing. bar. Yeah. That's amazing. And this was the first ascent too. So that's what's funny about it. Cause you talked about the historical idea of first ascensionist didn't use a knee bar, but he wore a knee he pad. He wore a knee pad, but he, didn't use but he did bar. not use it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, it, which uh, makes, which I appreciate because that means Matt Fultz is also conflicted about this. Like he yeah. is willing to wear a knee pad and do a knee bar to do this boulder, but does not want to be seen using a knee bar on this. When boulder. I was recently, when I was recently um, coming up with a reason to 
post J-Star's Rewind episode and I came across that fact that he had done, you know, all his yeah. 15 Bs within like two weeks of each other. Super cool fact. And two on the same date, uh, different years apart. I was reading his comments on his 8A uh-huh. and he has somewhat recently started saying, used a knee bar for this move, no knee pads, you know, like qualifying what what gear and what techniques he's using. And that seems so funny to me. It would be like someone, you know, like maybe I start writing 8A comments about the boulders I do and I'm like, Used a you know, pinky. or downturn shoes, you know, half crimped on this hold. You know, that's silly. It's just another technique. But for some reason, we feel like it's lesser and we, we have to qualify it. Well, J-Star is a great example of this because, you know, he went through this spree and rifle of just climbing everything in wild, fast, Jonathan Segrist style fashion, like a way that he does, un, you know, unlike anyone else. But he did a lot of that and same thing up at Potosi in the clear light cave without knee, knee bars and knee pads. And I think a lot of that was, he was like, I want to get better at steep power climbing on rope. And Which is a great choice for him. Yes. And so he viewed these, even though it's, you know, 513 plus and 514 rock climbing and 514 plus climbing, he saw that as preparation for the future. And so he did a lot of these things without knee bars and without knee pads. Um, and I, I, it would, I'd love to hear his opinion on this, what his take is, like how much of that was for preparation. Like, did he feel when he did start knee barring, you know, cause he did roots like Tom foolery, which are wildly cryptic knee bar climbs. Like mm-hmm. when he did them, did he feel prepared? Like, was this like, Oh, I'm good enough at knee mm-hmm. bars for like, I would rather make 14 a a little harder to improve at this style I'm bad at. And now like, you know, he went out and did kinder cakes like pretty quick and efficiently and really well a route that maybe 10 years would have, 10 years ago would have stolen his lunch money, like a steep route Mm -hmm. like that. I'd love to hear his thoughts on this. Here's a question. Have you ever seen a photo of Chris Sharma with a knee pad on? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't think I have. I don't know that I have either. Does that, does that make you judge it even more <laughs> thinking about that? <laughs> I, I think Dave Graham wears enough for the both of them. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Dave Graham without a knee pad on. Like he's at parties with knee pads on. Truth. I remember. Yeah. It's funny. He, uh, he hurt his knee in Waco many years ago. And so he had to have like a compression sleeve on that knee. And there, in a video, he's, he has a knee pad on his other leg. He's like, it just feels wrong to not have them evened out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, stop the presses. After this conversation, I punched my question into the all-knowing Googler. And Chris Sharma has this to say about knee pads. I'm not a big fan of knee pads. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, knee, bar- knee pads have been, in the U.S. especially, because places like Rifle mm-hmm. and Jailhouse, people were using them in their early 90s, so it's not anything new. Jeremy Kruger actually said something that I thought was pretty interesting, which was that 
in the end, to each their own. You can climb something however you want to do it, sure. but it is, if a route was put up without knee pads and you do it with, mm -hmm. then maybe it's worth mentioning that. But beyond that, like, personally, I don't feel comfortable mm. with these things strapped to my legs. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like the feeling. Good politically correct answer, Chris. But like you said, to each their own, and it's okay to be wrong. Back to the show. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm conflicted. I think knee bars are great. Everyone should be able to do them, should be skilled at them. Do knee bar boulders because I think it's really fun. It's unique. teaches you a lot about body position. And I just don't know how I feel, though, about how they prepare me, how they prepare people. Um, yeah. Like, are also, you know, like... There are times where it's like, oh, there's a V11. Now there's a knee bar and we call it V10. It's like, was that enough of a change? Like, mm -hmm. I can think of climbs where it's like, oh, this was V12 and now there's a knee bar. People call it V11 or V10. And I'm like, I don't know if it's even V10. It may not even be V9. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I'm not trying to be that guy. Somebody's going to have to be that person. It's a real thing. Yeah. Man, like a, a couple of years ago, it's funny, someone like did a route and they were like, I'm just really upset. A lot of people have like been saying that this route, you know, I did this, it's 13B, and I think it's 13B. And a lot of people have been saying it's 13A with knee bars. They're like, and that just seems rude. And then I like, went on to 8A and I realized I logged it as 12D like five years ago. What, what was that. the route? Um, I'm not gonna out myself on that because I also have uh <laughs> I use an alias on 8A. <laughs> but I think Dirty Smelly Hippie is a really interesting example like that. Like, Okay, so it was Dirty Smelly Hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I think it was originally called 12D. It was. I think Dave Hume called it 12D. I learned this. Yeah. Then it at some point got upgraded to 13B. I don't know how. Maybe Ray's guidebook. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was before Ray's guidebook. But when I did it, I did it without knee bars second try and mm. thought it was 12D. I think I still took 13B. I would suspect I did. Points. Um, because I know my character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but then I re-climbed it with the knee bars mm -hmm. that have been found and it felt even easier. Mm. But I was also a stronger climber at that time, so I have no idea if it felt easier because I was stronger. It felt easier because of the knee bars. I don't fucking know. But I would absolutely climb it with knee bars next time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've done it without them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I went up with double knee pads and I think maybe I was just really in tune with knee barring at the time, but I could take my hands off for every single move of the Crocs. Like, I was like, oh, like it just fit me nicely. And I was like, 12D even seems like a gimme. But then later on, like, you know, people were very upset over this and I get it because it's also a common first 13B. And like I when I called it 12D, I wasn't like, oh, you know, fuck you to everyone. Like, no, I was just like, oh, this is what this feels like. And also I've climbed enough 513s that I'm fine losing one. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't my ego doesn't need another 513 or didn't then right now, maybe different. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm on a chase for a certain number of 513s at this point, so I'm not stripping anything <laughs> off of my list. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Conflicted. Indeed. Like my dude Nolly Simon says. We don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time, this time, this time, this time, this time. This